0: This is episode 73. You'll notice some background noise, and we hope it's not too distracting. This week, Pam and V continue talking about resistance and control and surrender. We hone in on a concept called the waiting room. The author V mentioned is Christina Rasmussen, who wrote Second Firsts. The waiting room can be a place of refuge and also a trap of avoidance. What would change for you If you choose to loosen the grip of resistance and begin to welcome the relief of surrender. We hope you enjoy this week's conversation. Hello and welcome to Inside Job with V and Pam. We're here to share and discuss ways that we have found joy, meaning, self-love, and purpose in our life journeys. Though our lives have unique trajectories and we all have our own experiences, one truth remains constant. Change is an inside job. Our wish is to share at least one spark that lights your inner flame, helping illuminate what's true for you so that you can find your next right steps. Hey there, this is Virginia. Before we head into today's podcast, I'd like to let you know about a couple of offers from V. Labasi Transformational Coaching. The first is a three-card oracle reading. This is a half-hour session free of charge, that will help you begin a deeper conversation with yourself. The second is a half-hour coaching session, also at no cost, if you're curious about the process and would like to try it out. You can find links for both of these opportunities in the show notes. Get a spot for yourself and be sure to share this with someone you know who might also be interested And as always, thanks so much for your support. Let's go listen to the podcast. Hi, Virginia. Hello, Pam. I
1: see you in a different location. (laughs) Yes, I am
0: out in public this week. Awesome. Which is a first time, right? Yeah, first time doing it. First time. time? Yes. First time recording the podcast this way. Yeah.
1: Well, let's go for it. Let's see what happens. Um, So I'm going to ask you the question. How are you being?
0: Mm, I am being transported and uh, I'm working. My practice right now is being open. I had thought that it didn't need to be a practice. I thought I quote unquote had it. (laughs) <laughs> and I, one of the things I'm recognizing is that just when I think I quote unquote have it is right before I fall on my face <laughs> or off the edge of the cliff or whatever metaphor you want to use for that, like, oof, that was so adorable of me to think I had it because <laughs> yeah. here's something new and that it's all just part of the cycle. So that's what I'm recognizing this yeah. time. It's a little hubris, right? It's a little, because hashtag human being, it's a little ego bubble up. Like, "Oh, I remember this feeling. This feels great. Oh, I know what comes next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a way, it's seasonally appropriate because I'm trying to savor the last days of summer before Mm. fall. Yeah. Because here where I live, in a couple months, it's going to be remarkably cooler. And then we go into winter. And there are a variety of reasons that's not my favorite season. So I'm savoring this, but also recognizing that change is coming and I can already Mm. see it. I can already Mm. feel it. Yeah. So change is coming and I can either put the brakes, try to put the brakes on, right? Because that that never really works. (laughs) Or I can open and practice opening as a form of, cause we've been talking about surrender. Yeah. Surrender's tough. Oh, it can be. It,
1: it's, it's it
0: amazing feels tough right now.
1: Yeah. It's amazing and tough and <clears throat> all those, all those things we need and all those things we resist. And yeah. So,
0: and yeah. I find we resist exactly what it is we need. I know. And I've read it and I've heard it and we've talked about it. Yeah. Where does it feel? Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. does it make you, excuse me for this, but where does it make you clench up your butt? Yeah. <laughs> where does it make you go, yeah. I don't know about this. Because that sensation is made by the same brain chemicals, we decide what the label is, we decide if that tension is excitement or dread, right? Anyway, (laughs) surrender is about, I'm what I'm understanding over these past couple days is that surrender is actually about releasing, like feeling that emotion, but not attaching anything to it, just letting it ride through. That's where the flow is. And what I've been saying to myself lately is, I'd love to go with the flow. I just need to know what time it starts.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, it's so much like, I think that control brings me safety and control brings me the safe feeling that for the moment, but not the kind of safety I need. And so, you know, surrender is actually in a way the ultimate way of you know not having to control and also feeling <clears throat> like everything is okay you know like and that right. and that we don't <clears throat> the idea of not having to know is <laughs> yeah
0: I yeah. love the concept
1: oh the concept I is love great
0: <laughs> talking about it yeah, I love yeah, yeah. pondering what would it be like yeah And I'm like, okay, what would it be like? And when I ask myself that question a certain number of times, I get to the point where I'm like, okay, you keep coming back to this spot. What are we doing here? And so today I wanted to talk about, if you're willing to do this, I wanted to start talking about where are we when we're in that, what is that returning spot or that? space we keep finding ourselves in, what is it? Why is it? Why do we end up there? A long time ago, I, um, when I first started this work, I started it to support people in their grief. And I read a book called Second Firsts, and the name of the author escapes me, and if it bubbles up, I'll share it. Uh, but it was called Second Firsts, and she writes about waiting room. She lost a partner and had two young kids and went through this period in which she literally just made it through every minute and then every five minutes. And sometimes it went back to every minute. And sometimes that was after the next five minutes, right? It was very fluid and dynamic and unsettling. And she created this kind of inner... I don't want to call it a sanctuary, but she created this space for herself that allowed her to just recharge in whatever way she could. And over time she created it so comfortably that she found herself stuck there. And she started calling it the waiting room because she recognized that it had gone from a place of safety and nurturance to a place of complacency and excuse. So it ceased to be of service to her, but at the same time, she had made it so comfortable that she didn't want to leave. It felt like a nest. It felt familiar, right? And I... Part of the resistance part of recognizing the resistance in my experience has been to look around and be like, oh, I'm back in the waiting room. What am I avoiding by sitting in here? Because this is beautiful. We can decorate our waiting rooms any way we like to, right? We could put the comfy couch in there with the button on the side that puts up the the elevator for your feet and legs and reclines the seat back we can surround it in plush pillows and carpets and blankets and all these great things it's still a way to avoid taking what our souls or our hearts know is the next right action so why do we create the waiting room we create it well she created it initially to find refuge right? And that's a beautiful gift to give to ourselves. And it's something that you and I have talked about. We are, we always have our own backs. So how do we support ourselves in ways that we can keep showing up for ourselves with daily self-care, with loving kindness practice, with compassion, with self-love, with gratitude, right? With all the practices we have. Giving ourselves that gift at first is a blessing But over time, it can become kind of a lovely rut, right? And we talked way back, almost a year ago, about that rut we create before we have the opportunity to awaken, before we are aware that there's an opportunity to awaken. So it's just another metaphor for that, really. But the waiting room is... A place where we can go and kind of nestle up to our excuses and be comfortable in our lack of action and say, well, it's because this. It's because I know a better opportunity is coming. I'm really practicing being patient and giving myself time because I really feel as though if I could just open up a little bit more, then I'd have the opportunity to really see what I need to understand at this level. Really? How much more are you going to suck the oxygen out of this room? (laughs) There comes a time, Elizabeth Gilbert said, Everybody I know that I've ever gone through a major change has first had to get tired of their own bullshit, right? So the waiting room is where we kind of sit in that and are like, yeah, but it's because I'm doing this or because this is unfolding for me. We can put so much language around it, but really what we're doing is stalling. We're avoiding, we're resisting. And it can be as comfortable as we make it. It doesn't have to be a bed of nails. Some people like the bed of nails in their waiting room. It's it's what's familiar, right? So our waiting rooms are a space that's familiar to us and it's where we go. It's where we go to resist and to avoid, I think, in my experience. Yeah,
1: yeah. So much there, too. So much there. So, (sighs) it has a purpose and it also can end up being like something that holds us back. Right. And it's that, it's that in-between part. Um, and I love this concept. You had, you've, you've shared it before and it really hit me when you, you uh, when we talked about it today a little bit, uh, that I feel like, oof, it's hard to say, but in some ways up until my late forties and early fifties, I feel like I live my life in the waiting room. I really do. Yes. And and here's the deal, it started out and it started out kind of like minimal um and it almost feel felt you know like the exact space I needed to get away from. I'm going to call it the noise. The noise of outside and the noise even more important inside my head. Um and so the truth is it doesn't go away in the waiting room, but it, but the volume was lower because I was doing a lot of rationalized, rationalized, rationalizing, Yes. Rationalizing. Yeah. Yep.
0: And justification.
1: Yeah. And I see, I see the need for it and I feel like I have a little bit, not maybe not, I have a different relationship with it now, <clears throat> but I also know that it can become too cozy. Um, and so my relationship before was, I'm running away from all of that. And I'm just going to be in my own literal world, this waiting room life. And uh, I will come and go occasionally, but no one's getting in. And uh, I just, this is, it, you know, it became the place to hide out versus the place to take some rest and kind of make sense of what the next thing was and what the next thing wants to be. Um, It just became over time, it was completely decked out in my mind. You know, it was the place I ran to immediately. And it was um, it became more and more impenetrable um, from the outside and and also harder to leave um, from the inside, Uh, you know. On the, on, the, on the bright side of it, oh gosh, there have been times, especially in this last year and a half, where I've just been able to go in, that, go in my own version of my waiting room, and it is not 100% minimal, but it's back to more of a simple space in my mind, and it's meant to be, now I see it as temporary, And that's really a huge difference. I never saw it as temporary before. It just felt like a safe haven. Now, you know, I've gone through so much in the last year with helping with um, elderly parents. And uh, there were just times I needed to just take that pause and take that break. Um, But it is easy to go in and it's really easy to go out of. Um, And so in some ways, it's been a great coping tool just to... (sighs) give myself some space and say, okay, I'm not dealing with anything for this 24-hour period or this week or, you know, but the times are so much shorter. Um, And there is a comfort about it. um, But I think all of this really ties back to surrender. And that, you know, I just have always had a need to control the situation, the outcome. And that comes from a place of having a lot of chaos and things not being very controlled uh, in, in, in life for a long time. And then taking that on as an adult, um, always wanting to know and kind of help inform the outcome of things uh, because I felt like, well, that I can handle. If it's anything else, I won't be able to handle it. So ultimately you know, the waiting room probably helps me most with surrender these days. And in the past, it was a way to escape life, right? But now it's kind of my beautiful waiting room of when I know I have the need to go there, (laughs) there's a pretty good chance that I have something to surrender. (laughs) And that my control meter is pretty high. I have let go of so much of it over these last, this last 15 years, 10 to 15 years, especially. But it, but in tense situations, it just comes right up. And I become the camp director. I become in charge and trying to manage everything. And that takes a huge amount of energy. Um, And so from our conversations in the last week and even just talking about it today, I'm realizing, you know, that surrender really means for me, absolutely not having to be in control. And, and I mean like all the time, 24 seven, you know, I have to do certain things of course, but the beauty and gift of surrender in small ways that I'm, learning and incorporating is that it's about letting go of the need to control and then operating from that place. And it is really hard for me. (laughs) I'm bossy. (laughs) I'm the oldest in the family of the kids. And um, I just always felt like somebody had to be in control. So it's really automatic in me. But I will just say this out loud, mostly for myself. I'm less afraid of surrender these days. doesn't mean that I don't still have a lot of buildup toward it and that there's, you know, a lot of the drive is fear. This won't be good. This won't be good. People need protection. You need protection. But the idea really of surrender really does mean that I don't have to be in control all the time. And I actually don't need to be in control all the time my life does not require that anymore i have a safety within that really helps me and that allows my compass and my guide and my gut to be heard very clearly like that's not right for you or this is this is big honey but this is this is where you're heading <laughs> you know so you know, grappling with surrender absolutely probably always will, but also finding some understanding—it's small still—in how surrender is actually so um, important and uh, not as big and scary as I think it is. Yeah. Ooh, there's a lot there. And I know.
0: That's a relief. <laughs>
1: There's huge.: Such relief. A relief
0: mm-hmm. in recognizing I don't have to make all of these decisions for all of these people. I don't have to keep all of these parts in motion. I just I only <laughs> have to do this part, have to do mine. right? Nobody else's part is mine. A friend of ours. Says, keep your eyes on, keeping your eyes on your own paper, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, my eyes have always wanted to just take a peek at other people's papers just to see what they're doing, not really because I'm trying to compare myself to theirs, because that would be one upping or one downing, and that's a trap, and I don't need to do that. (laughs) No, I don't need to do that but telling myself the story that it's because i am just curious and can't help myself come on <laughs> so part of surrender is that relief of knowing this is all i this is all that's required of me that i show up as myself period end of story there's no rule that says I have to take this or that action there's nobody that's saying to me yeah show up but only this way only the way that we tell you to only the way that you're supposed to when I agree that showing up as me is all that's required that is surrender in this moment (laughs) because it looks different for each of us in every iteration but I feel that as part of the spiral that willingness is a relief. Oh, thank goodness. This is all, this is all, quote unquote, I have to take care of. Is just showing up as me. I know how to do that. I remember what it feels like in my body to show up as me. I remember what it feels like to be aligned. That's why we talk about where does it show up in your body, right? Centering, grounding, breath work, as tools to come back into the body, to be present. And what I heard when you were so beautifully talking about the gift of your waiting room being a sanctuary, what I heard is discernment. Because there was a time when you used it to escape. There was a time when I used mine to escape and it was so cozy. And there were always warm chocolate chip cookies at just the right temperature. That nobody had touched. There was like a plate full of them and I could eat one or I could eat all. It didn't matter because it was in my mind with a big glass of hot chocolate right next to it. Because why not have all the sugar in the chocolate? Anyway, I loved what you said about recognizing when it does recharge you versus, oh, this is my escape. I, this isn't serving me anymore. My energy is more effective taking this action, being present. Versus I really need to create this space for myself. That's sovereignty. So we're at the end of Lionsgate and Lionsgate portal, which comes around every year. You didn't, if you didn't know, you didn't miss it. I felt like we talked about Lionsgate a little bit last time. Maybe we didn't. Um, anyway. This is a time, this time period from end of August to almost the middle, excuse me, end of July to almost the middle of August, is a time to reclaim our sovereignty as rulers of ourselves as a one of one, because each of us is a one of one. We are a collective and also each of us is unique, unique as a thumbprint. So Lionsgate is a time to reclaim that sovereignty within ourselves, take autonomy and and recognize our leadership of ourselves, and also to reclaim our divinity. And that's the connectedness, right? That's opening up to all that's available to us, and remembering that it's available to all of us, all of it.
1: Uh, This is so fun. Well, it's, (laughs) you know, it's, And thank you for bringing up Lionsgate again. I do remember us talking about it. I don't have the depth of understanding of it, but I do remember, you know, uh, that this is is our time. I remember you said that. Um, And I'm just, I'm really circling back to the last two or three conversations we've had here, which are, you know, there's that resistance uh, and there's the, and then there's the, resistance, you know, the resistance really to the surrender. um, And that whole concept of when it's high, here's what I want to remember. It's because it's exactly what I need, exactly what I want. So the high part is actually helping me to know the more I'm resisting, it's because it's probably more completely exactly what I need, right? And I've never quite connected that you're dancing. I love it. <laughs> so I wish you could see her now. Maybe you will at some point. But she's dancing. <laughs> you know, it's it's that like I don't I don't resist things that are more neutral for me. I resist things that feel exactly like me, and they are at the moment feeling bigger than I am, bigger than I'm capable of, bigger than um, they're scary because because of the unknown and so I think it's great that I have a natural resistance to something like that uh, so that I can have that pause and kind of think about it and where I want to be in all this and what I think I have some of is not being so scared that I immediately shut the door and run away and never look at it again like that's that's not happening anymore but there's kind of a natural like Ooh, ooh, don't say something like that, <laughs> because that sounds too good to be true or too good, like exactly what I've been thinking of for five years. But no, 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 I'm not ready. You know, there's lots of that. But that, so, this, so the sign for me is as my resistance grows, I really want to look at that because I'm very interested now in this idea of what is that thing that we need right now what is that exact thing that we need what is that thing that is only for us in this moment you know and or during this time it doesn't you know go away immediately but I've certainly done things where I've you know missed things because I, I barricaded myself in my waiting room and uh, covered it up like it wasn't you know like so no one could find it um, but my my question i'm asking myself as we kind of wrap up here today is um what's my deal with surrender (laughs) what what do i what more do i want to understand about it that's what i'm kind of putting out there today what's my relationship to surrender and what more do i need to understand
0: yeah as you were Sharing so beautifully, I wrote down in capital letters, making it a thing. Because that's part of how I resist surrender. I blow it up and make it a thing. And I would love to dive into that next week. And we shall. I
1: will not so resist. I will not resist that, Virginia. <laughs> making it a thing. Oh, okay. 50 things yeah. just popped into my head <clears throat> as examples. Yeah. yeah, making it a thing. Okay. Yeah. You're muted. You're muted actually. There you go.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Even just recognizing what you said about surrender. Yeah. Being exactly what we need. And just allowing it
1: starting the practice of that you know
0: i there's welcoming it being thankful for it oh this is exactly what i need and when we see it that way pam we get to decide where we're going to lean in and how much yeah yeah it doesn't i mean we don't have to take it all in at once what's important is the willingness to start right yeah yeah and the reason you see it as bigger than you, I have to say this and yeah. then, I, and then we can go, Yeah. <laughs> the reason you see <clears throat> it as bigger than you yeah. is because it's an invitation to go through that portal and expand. Oh, yeah. It's that one-way portal that we've talked about. Yeah. You know, you're going to be bigger yeah. on the other side and you won't be able to come back through.
1: That's it. That's it. Wow. Thank you. So much. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Wow.
0: Thank you so much. All right.
1: Until next time.
0: Until next time, indeed, my friend. Take good care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. To share your comments, your questions, your ideas, and to reach Pam directly, please email coachpamdavis at gmail.com. If you'd like to find out more about Virginia's work, please visit her website, www dot, dot com. we look forward to joining you again next week and remember change is an inside job